Hello, and thanks very much for tuning in to this week's episode of Huddles and Stout. Delighted as always to be joined by Rocky. How are you, my finest of sirs? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, down to the final four. Down to the final four. Crunch time. The business end of the season, as the fella yeah, says. Yeah. Try um, not to think what life will be like in in three or four weeks once it's all done and gone. That's where I keep proposing the the concept of just cycling through sports. Yeah, so yeah. As soon as it's over, you just pick something up and run. Got to bounce onto something else. Might yeah. take up baseball again. I was thinking kabaddi. I think you just okay. Okay. a kabaddi man. Alright. Uh, but look, we're not going to keep it too long. Um, it should be a short, sharp, sweet episode. It doesn't make sense to do four tackle uh, anymore. So what we'll, we'll do is we'll run through the scores, then we'll do a, a brief review of all four uh, divisional games, and then we will preview both the AFC and the NFC Championship on Sunday evening uh, of this week coming, and hopefully keep you all up to speed and have you prepped for the weekend. But to quickly kind of run you through the, the scores, first and foremost, first game on Saturday, Ravens overcame the Texans 34 points to 10. Also, uh, on Saturday, it was the wee hours of Sunday morning. The 49ers overcame the Packers 24-21. Great game, that actually, if you get a chance to watch it back. Yeah. A lot yeah, of yeah. talking points. Then, probably the pick of the four, uh, and that's saying something. The Lions overcame the Buccaneers 31 points to 23. And then finally, as they so often do, it doesn't matter where they play, the Chiefs overcame the Bills 27 points to 24. And... That was the score from the division round. So if we were to run through them chronologically, first up, Texans Ravens. I think initially off the bat, simple concepts. Lamar proved, um, he is the MVP in waiting, and I think it was maybe a step too far for CJ Stroud, especially when you consider that that touchdown came from a punt return for the Texans. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think even in the first half when it was close, I think the you could still see the dominance was there mm. by the Ravens. I think they did sort of, they were out playing the Texans, but um, the score mightn't have indicated so, and and we saw them pull away in the second half, and that was a more accurate reflection of how the game went. It's very fair. Like I, I kind of think that's just the style the Ravens are going to play. They're kind of going to oh suffocating. Yeah. And then run you run you ragged in the latter half of the third and definitely the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, look, Lamar for me was just he's you know, obviously the comparisons exist with Michael Vick, but it's just a very different style of running. I don't think we've ever seen it. He's kind of he moves like a mobile quarterback, and then in in parts he moves like a very agile running back. It's it's a joy to yeah. watch. You get you off your seat. It's, it's um, uh, he's there's probably some comparisons there to Josh Allen, but maybe a tad less physical, with a tad more finesse. Um, mm. I think he's smarter as well because that's his. He obviously came in and was had um, uh, I can't or the the name of the offensive coordinator for the Ravens escapes me. Not. The current one, the previous one, 
um, when it was, their offense was all predicated around Lamar's rushing ability. Um, but he's he's honed it to a fine craft. Whereas Josh Allen, I know he uses his rushing ability a lot, but you know there's been additions to that passing offense. Um, not to get sidetracked onto Josh Allen, we'll get to him. But uh, yeah, Lamar, there's something special about his rushing ability. It's so well-rounded. Um, as you say, the speed and acceleration is there, but the physicality is is there when he needs it as well. As well, and you throw in that agility as well. I think if I was to compare him as a just a just a runner, the closest I think we have is maybe Alvin Kamara. It's that style where, as he's coming to contact, he almost goes kind of limp and he kind of rides the challenge as opposed to rushes through it. It's 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 a mesmerizing run style, but. Look, that's not a preview. That's not a review of the game. Um. Yeah, look, it's it, it was a big one for the Ravens. Obviously, Lamar's playoff record is not too fantastic, and then there's always concerns about rest versus rust. And they had rested in week eighteen, so you're looking at kind of a three week break. So a big win for them. For the banished Texans, I think an incredible. Incredible season to obviously win AFC South in the end. I know that was based on a Jacksonville collapse, but phenomenal. Then to have that playoff victory at home, they're trending in the right direction and they're trending there a lot quicker than they even they envisaged. Even the most bias of Houston Texan faithful. And it's good to see, and I think... They've still got some picks from that Deshaun Watson trade to come as far as memory serves. and. Yep, they do, yep. They're, uh, um, they're in a great standing. Oh, fantastic. Like, any, you know, you want to get to the wildcard round and you want to win. <clears throat> you want to get to the divisional round. And, look, they're, they're obviously disappointed they, they didn't advance. But, like, what a season. Um, All the questions are in CJ Stroud at the start of the, the year. You know, does he have the mental ability? You know, he scored terribly in all of those quarterback, um, you know, uh, processing, like play mm. processing IQ tests and scores. Tests such, yeah. yeah. Um, and delivered them their first playoff win in, well, since Deshaun. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's been a fantastic season and it, they really, really ended it on a high. I don't think the Texans played like terribly either. I just think the Ravens were so good. The Ravens obviously are on what at this stage now an eleven and one run. Yeah. Um and I just seen I think what you seen from the Texans was just the naivety that comes with such a young roster. That's all for me. I think the talent was there. Just as you said, Ravens were suffocating and those young players didn't know how to cope with that, considering they come from college programs where they're arguably top top college sides or top two or three college sides, particularly CJ Stroud's case coming from Ohio. And then you come to the NFL and it's it's kind of been a very laissez faire um not really hit too many turbulent spots in your opening season and then you get to that. It's it's kind of that loss and, and losing to a side of that calibre and that kind of methodology will stand to them for the difficult playoff games that are to come, hopefully, in 
CJ Stroud's career. Um, I think the Browns didn't do them any favours with how they kind of threw the game away, especially with Flacco throwing those back-to-back pick sixes. Um, but look, very po- a lot more positive I expected to be reviewing the Texan season than when we did at the start. And it's it's worth just saying as well, obviously, two of the big additions to the uh, to te- Texans this year was CJ Stroud and Will Anderson, and they went from 14-game seasons to 17-game seasons. Mm. So their conditioning won't be as as you know on par with the other veteran NFL players. Yeah. And saying more that I know, as you say, the the Browns kind of crumbled. It's, it's still a very emotional win for Tex the mm. Texans. Mm. Look, they dominated the Browns in the end, but that's I, I think even some of their their players were rested. But you like, that's not to say that they took it all in their stride. Like they put everything they had into that game to make sure they got that result, and they're obviously coming off mm. riding that wave. Fair. Um, you look, we'll, we'll we'll park the Texans for the end of the season. We'll park the Ravens till later in the show. Mm. at a minimum next up on in the wee hours of Sunday morning was obviously the Packers 49ers thoughts takeaways general synopsis from what I thought was a great game yeah I suppose maybe before we get on to the winners we'll talk similarly about um, Jordan Love Mm. um, who mirrored CJ Stroud last week and he he had a better game Mm. than CJ this week uh, like they, they too, look to have, and it's it's wild. They've they've stumbled onto their third franchise quarterback. Um, at least it looks that way. Um, look, I thought they they put up a great game, a mm. great game against against a team where they shouldn't have had a chance, given how we've seen San Francisco play all season, and how Jordan looked, Jordan Love looked for. A third or half of the season. Um, he just got it all together there in the end. And I think it's a big vote of confidence as well for um, Matt LaFleur to get this far as well. Absolutely. With, um, with some pieces and some movements to be done this offseason. I think it gives the GM's name escapes me at the minute. I do know, but it does escape me. It gives him good. the confidence. Gutekunst, I think. Yeah. It gives him full confidence to know where we have our starting quarterback. Let's yeah, go after it. And look, I know Jordan Love is coming to the end of his rookie contract because they made him sit, but arguably he's not eligible for that monster contract because they only have a half a season of work. So they might, rather correctly, be able to negotiate a more agreeable deal with him well that's not not according to what i've been reading apparently oh. he's going to be up at the very top end of that spectrum jesus um but i mean like you see that all the time the quarterback will really come on in their last year and and hit that top end like it happened to jalen hurts mm. he had um that mvp caliber he didn't get their year last year and he was briefly the the top quarterback Mm-hmm. Um, and we're seeing the same with Jordan Love. Um, oh, look, I, th- I think they're, they're a lot happier than they were, say, this time last year. Um, exactly. Everybody talks about the rook- the rookie quarterback contract. 
But I'm like, most of the rookie quarterbacks on those rookie contracts, they're they're not franchise-altering quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think they're happy that they have a quarterback they can they can hang their hat on for the next yeah. ten years. Um, and they've got some like they've got some great receivers, all very young. They'll grow, you know. None of them may be wide receiver one, but that'll probably stand to them because they won't, they may not have to pay big bucks to any of these, and they'll be able to keep a, a core group together on offense. Yeah. So we better talk about the winners, uh, home side, San Francisco 49ers. I think the key talking point, well, for me anyway, is probably that man under center. Yeah. Rock party. And not a great game. Not a great game. But there's a very interesting point brought up in the lead up to the game. And it was, I'm not going to be able to credit him fully because I can't fully remember his name. I think it's Jay Ocho. He would have played in the NFL. He's on a few of these uh, Fox Sport punditry programs. You know him as soon as you see him. And the point he brought up was very adequate. Now, don't quote me on the record, but I think it is now, including regular season and playoffs. I think I'm just going to stop that timer because it's going to run and we haven't given the 49ers anything. So we better give them their flowers because um, mm. I'm warming to the concept of them winning Super Bowl this year. I think Brock Purdy, including uh, playoffs and regular season games, is 23-6 and six right now after that victory on the weekend. And while a lot of people will label him a system quarterback, uh a result of the offensive weapons around him. It's a very valid point in that, well, at what point does it not matter anymore? Like, he's 23-6. Do we think, if you put Patrick Mahomes in that team, that they go 29-0? and 0? Mm, That's a good point. So at what point is he just a good enough... And, like, the, the kind of... The favourite... Super Bowl matching is the Ravens and the 49ers. And the Ravens will know all too well as considering they won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer under center. Like at what point does it stop mattering and are we are you better off packing a roster out with the more cost effective superstars? A la Christian McCaffrey at yeah, look, it's 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 pointless to sort of ditter over that that point because, like, you can't you can't separate the quarterback from the offensive playmakers. You can mm. obviously um, associate his success with who he is surrounding him, but until we see some of those pieces leave, which we probably will see over the next mm. couple of years, Debo Samuel mightn't be on that team next year. Um, he's fantastic, as is Ayuk and McCaffrey, and Kittle. Those pieces probably won't all be around for the next four-ish mm. years. Um, and maybe around then we can ditto over whether the he is a, a system or where whether he's independent, he operates independent to the talent around him. Because mm. he, he, he has success with some of the lesser players on that team, Joan Jennings. Mm. Um, so I think at the moment... This this you'll always it'll always happen. People mm. will speculate as to whether it's him or his talent. But he is playing at a very high level. Throughout the season, I know he had a rough game 
on on Saturday just gone by, but it, the conditions were terrible. It was very rainy, um, and he's the fact is he's performed how he has performed, and it's mm-hmm. it's been like he's had that offense running mm. like clockwork throughout the season. Like his timing with his receivers is stellar. It's like a cheat code. It's like it's impossible to defend because the defenders are reading the wide receivers and they turn around and the ball's right there. It's it's like the Shanahan offense. It's and it's working to perfection. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, I think they've. I'm kind of slowly starting to warm to the concept of seeing Christian McCaffrey with the Super Bowl ring. Um. I'll be yeah, whatever. Like- it, it was a shaky. It was a shaky performance. Um, I know it was a bad game, and they still managed to to scrape by. Mm. But I'm like, it certainly wasn't uh, a statement win like some of no. the other ones on the weekend. No. Um, fair. But look, we'll uh, as I said, we'll discuss the Packers. We'll leave them here, and we'll mm. move on to the 49ers later on the show. Next up, I think the game of the weekend, the Lions Buccaneers. Key talking points, obviously. Look, everyone is. I would say everyone, bar maybe mess with Chicago and Green Bay, are delighted for not just the city of Detroit, but Dan Campbell. He yeah. was rightfully maybe mocked for his kneecap speech. Two years ago, we've kind of seen the f- the vision come to fruition. Uh, they're playing an NFC Championship game, all being on, on on the road against, and they will go into that game underdogs. But they're playing good football. That's also winning football. It, it it's they're definitely the neutrals pick of the four sides remaining. I would say. And on the other side of the coin. God damn Baker Mayfield. Well done. Like that is say what you want about the guy, but he always shows up in the moment. Is like playoff record. Like he's always played well in the playoffs. I think he's he's obviously now two and two. But I can't remember a bad playoff performance by him. No, uh my biggest takeaway was how surprisingly well the books actually played. Mm. Um, like we said that uh, the the number five seed in the playoffs which ended up being Philadelphia were in a good spot because they were playing the Bucks, who were very shaky throughout the season um, but they went on they dominated Philadelphia and they played Detroit very close mm. um, they put par- uh, pressure on Jared Goff um, Mike Evans made some stunning catches, and mm. as you say, Baker Mayfield, man, some there was one um one scramble to his right, and I think he threw it to Kate Otten, I think down the right sideline, um, it was cheap. Is, is the one after he got bumped? No. Um, what do you mean bumped? There's a there's a draw he makes where he gets. Bumped yes, that's that. right. Yeah, he he bumps into or he gets. Bounced off like a pinball mm. machine um, out to the right side. And he soars a, a, a pass down the right sideline. Um, like, he he is so feisty. Mm. And I think there was talk at the end of the season, you know, whether or not he's earned his starting role in Tampa or was he just that bridge quarterback. I don't see how the Buccaneers could 
could move off Baker. Like he's he's probably <laughs> discounting Brady. He's probably the best quarterback they've had over the last, you know, maybe six seven years. Certainly, Jameis and as as mixed bag. And yes, look, yeah. As his season was this his regular season was. Bear in mind, this is a a side that in week eighteen, do or die, beat the Panthers six zero. I think it was. Um, That's right. Yeah. The worst team in the league. Statistically speaking. His first season in Tampa is, in many ways, better than Brady's last season in Tampa. By all metrics. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he definitely has. And it's more just for him. Like, maybe maybe Tampa decide, look, we want to completely re Because they're kind of in salary cap hell, given the pieces that it, they, they'd spent on to get Brady that. Yeah. So, well, maybe decide to completely go it. He cemented himself as a starting quarterback. And that narrative wasn't there at the start of the season because it was what his fourth franchise in two seasons between um, Cleveland, the Rams, the Panthers, and now Tampa. So, look, fair play to him for firing back. There is an element that thinks this is a per- like that is a perfect situation for Baker low expectation yeah there's a there's a really good quote as well i think it's by julian edelman um and he was talking about working or being on the patriots he said he worked for bill but he played for tom brady and i think baker mayfield is that sort of quarterback he he really endears himself to his teammates um all of the reports really from anywhere he's gone when he had his brief uh, stint on the rams and on the panthers he came in very feisty and really endeared himself to his teammates. Mm. Um, so, like, I think that's that's a quarterback they'll certainly not, maybe not build around as you know the cornerstone of their franchise. But like, I think he's he's got himself a. I think we'll see a two to three year contract for him in the off season. Yeah, and look, I think he's got a. At a minimum, he's cemented a career now as a bridge quarterback. Whatever anyone says, at least, mm. it, yeah. The minimum, um, but yeah, look, I, I know we didn't. The, the boys that went, and we didn't talk a whole heap about the Lions, but I, I doubt there's anything more we can say other than what an exceptional result. Yeah, I'm not trying to take anything away from the Lions. Like they just very good. Jerry Goff does everything he needs to do. I think Detroit are really shutting up. A lot of critics who were giving out about Jameer Gibbs being picked at number twelve, mm-hmm. um, like he looks electric. Great tandem with uh, David Montgomery, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Amon Ross, St. Brown. He is, I think, he is criminally underrated. Um, like he's been snubbed for I think the Pro Bowl. Yeah, like he's he could be a top five wide receiver in the league. I think he he is. I think he won't get his flowers until season's end, regardless of what happens. But I think he is. Yeah, I think after this season, he'll certainly, as you say, get those flowers or get the recognition because he's going to be in championship game Mm. and and then some maybe. But um, yeah, yeah, Detroit Lions, I'm so, such an easy team to root for. Yeah. And the, the, the Detroit Dan Campbells, I'm telling you, um, and finally, look, a, 
a predictable enough outcome. Um, look, obviously, key talking points are Patrick Mahomes is undefeated on the road in the playoffs. Mm. Look, the Bills find a way to lose yet again. The the argument for this is considering it's probably the worst iteration of the Chiefs in Patrick Mahomes tenure, is it time that we as a as a fan base of a of a league scrapped the comparison of Josh Allen Mahomes to Brady Manning? Because it, it, it just isn't that and I don't think it ever will be. He's arguably never gonna get a better chance to defeat Patrick in the playoffs yeah like the games are good but that that intensity of a rivalry won't be felt until we see the Bills actually <laughs> bite back mm. and steal a game or two and as you say the worst iteration of the, the Chiefs we've seen over the last I think this is uh, Patrick Mahomes seventh year starting and mm. it'll be his seventh championship game mm. um, and obviously the Bills have never beaten them in that span in the playoffs. Um, yep. And it was Patrick Mahomes' first away game in the playoffs. Um, there was a lot a lot going against them. The Bills, I think, had won off the longest win streaks in the league. They were they had a lot of momentum. Um I know they, they had suffered quite a few injuries in the secondary and were sort of running on gas in that respect I, I don't think that's where they lost the game I think they lost it on the on the line to to rob a famous GEA expression I think the kind of Demar Hamlin play will forever well, scratch my head yeah well, we did get some absolute vintage Pacheco playoff runs um, I mean the, I think it just runs he just he runs at that intensity oh no i know but it's it's when someone left the immersion on like pacheco in the playoffs is it's just a tradition now at this stage he's mm. fantastic to watch uh, and clyde edwards hilaire had a few nice plays as well which is he's playing with some pop as well yeah yeah he must have a contract coming up um, um but then yeah. yeah i mean kelsey has his moments he's probably I don't want to say on the decline, even though he probably is. He's getting up there in age. But uh, Rashid Rice, I think, is going to be the guy in Kansas over the next couple of years as well. Yeah, I, I, it's hard not to feel like Travis Kelsey's on the decline. He still had two touchdowns last night. One yeah. of which he was wide open. Which yeah. Which is the synonymous Travis Kelsey play. Is like, how has that man in this offense found himself wide open? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm surprised. Well, maybe not surprised that they've gotten this far. Um, but I think I think the the previous two wins against the Bills and then their statement win over Miami. I think they are and probably should feel confident going to Baltimore. No, you're not convinced. Not convinced. Um, I'm not saying they'll win, but I'm saying like they've gone in the perfect direction now to to feel confident. 
Yeah, there's a difference in feeling confident. Then I think the side involved that's the underdog always feels like they're less of an underdog than they are in reality. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm always weary of a side that gets over the rust versus rest debate, and then gets into their second game because they've 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 had that game at playoff intensity as such. And now they should go back to where they were as they finished off the season as one of the best sides in the league. So, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Like this year could be the same as last year. You know, the Super Bowl of two number one seeds. Mm-hmm. We may see. Yeah, um, I'm I'm disappointed. The last note for me on this is I'm I'm actually very disappointed that the Bills didn't win, for the simple fact that I actually just thought it'd be nice. To know going into the division round that we're going to have a new champion, or even a new matchup. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm probably rooting for the Ravens for that reason, which segues us nicely into the championship preview. So won't take up too much of your time. Both games taking place on Sunday, twenty eighth. The first. First game is the AFC Championship game. Obviously, it's coming to you live from MT MT Bank Stadium in Baltimore. Kickoff is eight o'clock, approximately eight o'clock, shall we say? And it's the Chiefs traveling to Baltimore. It's an interesting concept. It's 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 a it's a coming together of two exceptional head coaches. Two exceptionally talented quarterbacks. And thereafter that, then it's probably the best iteration of the Chiefs defense against an exceptional Baltimore Ravens defense. And outside of the quarterbacks, the offenses you could be forgiven for thinking are quite anemic. Um, I think outside of, obviously a tight end, you You'd fade the Chiefs in that they have... Uh, yeah, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews should be back as well this game. Should be back. Should be. Um, but it's 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 not going to be 100% fit Mark Andrews. I'd say that. And it's Isaiah Likely. Who look, who's, he's looked good in, t- in patches, but he's he's not a top performer. Wide receivers. No. It's a bit limited in Baltimore, I think. Um, You've got OBJ. Mm, who's... Outside of sold a few jerseys, has he done much? He's had good moments. I think Zay Flowers, he certainly looks, you know, like a like a, a dog when he's got the ball in hands. He's very shifty. Um, yeah, but as you say, like the, it's a bit of a, a throw up when you're looking at wide receivers because you've got Zay Flowers and OBJ versus. Rashi Rice and who else is it? MVS maybe. Mm. You'd probably give the nod to to Baltimore's wide receiver room. Yeah, you you look you you probably would. I I would favor Baltimore in this fixture anyway. That's that's where I'm standing, and, and I'm not going to be shocked if Kansas pulls it off them. I would be 
less no. shocked about Kansas pulling this off than it would have been if the Bills had beaten the Chiefs last night. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, look, um, I said the Chiefs would probably be, you know, their confidence would be up for this game. The spread is three and a half points um, with Baltimore favorited. But if you're kind of factoring in a home field advantage, the books kind of think this is about even. Mm. Um, I'm probably going to have to go with the Ravens here. I just think they're they're suffocating defense, their pass rush, and their secondary playing well. Um, might be able to to slow down the Chiefs' receiving or passing game. Um, we'll see how they can take away Travis Kelsey, but it's not as if they're shutting down world beaters. As I said, their number one is probably Rasheed Rice. After that, it's deep shots to MVS. Um, yeah, probably take the Ravens there. Fair. Uh, so we're in agreement. And then next up, should you choose to stay up for it, the 49ers host the Lions at half 11 on Sunday night it's the other fixture is probably one for the purists I think this is the entertainment factor this is this is going to draw you would think on paper it's going to draw the neutral the neutrals in so look half 11 Levi Stadium Santa Clara I think the 49ers are going to go into this obviously as favourites uh, based on the weapons they have. Debo is a question mark, I would assume, still. Yeah, I think he had a... Was it a head injury? Mm. So he will... Still questionable. He will be questionable all week. He'll be someone to, to monitor all week. But the Lions just... They... Could spring an upset. They could also spring major... To disappointment and for that reason I'm going to fade the 49ers because I think what they can offer us is probably a bit more consistent so which side are you on 49ers I think yeah I would probably have to agree with you I think the 49ers can deliver that consistency Um, I think their defense can slow down the Lions offense um, the Lions have looked good throughout the year but if you look at the prime 49ers versus the prime Lions I think that the 49ers are the better looking team mm. like they just run like a machine yeah. um, I will be rooting for the Lions I think <laughs> I think definitely um, but I, I would have to if I had to put a euro down, it'd be on the Niners. And I fully expect you to put that euro down. It um, will be. It might be one or two more. Three euro? Jeez. Three whole euro. Uh, fair. Yeah, look, I think that's I'm kind of in agreement there. It's, we'll fade the 49ers. We'll probably shout for the Lions, but I just think the 49ers offer more both sides of the ball. Oh, look, that's a... Uh, that concludes it for this week. It's a probably nice a bit, one. bit short, bit this dis- disjointed, bit like the week Eagles after week thirteen. Mm. Um, nice, too soon. That's that's symbolic. Maybe too that's soon. Symbolic. Yeah. 
but that's all for me. And that's all from me. Thank you. And Exactly right. I mean, Get there's nobody there. inside the 10. Get back, guys. Here it is. The season's on the line. Two receivers left and right. McCown takes the snap. He steps up. He's all by himself. Fires into the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! No! No! The Cardinals have knocked the Vikings.